0: On Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many of your other favorite podcasting hosting sites. Today, we are going to talk a little bit of Northwest Ohio basketball, which is one of my favorite regions of the state. And we are going to be talking today to the play-by-play guy of Z Sports Line, which is Putnam County's number one sports and Christian music leader. He's also the voice of the Ottawa Glandorf Lady Titans and St. Mary's football on K94.3 Rocks. Today we bring to you Mr. Michael Hearn. Hi there, how are you? Uh, Not too bad. The uh, temperature has uh, risen here in uh, central Ohio, so we we have unfalled. Uh, The snow is melting, and we are pretty much wet all over the place right now.
1: Yeah, you're just jinxing it that we're not going to get more snow at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I keep wearing a short-sleeved shirt in hopes that uh, that I don't bring it back. So, I could do without last week uh, happening again here in the next couple weeks. But, uh, you know, it's a crazy time of the year in Ohio, and you never know what you're going to get. But we're hoping for good weather because uh, we've got good basketball um, on the horizon as these games start to become more and more meaningful. So – Michael, what we're going to do is uh, I plan on uh, I know some of these conferences you are definitely very familiar with. So we're going to take a look at um, about five or six different leagues here and just kind of talk about the teams that are still in the race. Uh, Maybe some teams that uh, could make some noise come March. So we're going to start out with the Blanchard in the Blanchard Valley Conference, um, where some of the teams that uh, are towards the top of the list are. Uh, the Arlington Red Devils are 12 and four, seven and one in the conference. Riverdale is uh, 12, 12 and five, seven and one in the conference. Van Buren is 10 and four, seven and one in the conference. So you got three teams locked up there at seven and one in the conference, uh, and then Pandora Gilboa at 10 and six, and they are six and two in the conference. Pandora Gilboa also in the Putnam County League. Um, Michael. Arlington is is obviously always a a very good team. Jason Vermillion does a good job with the Red Devils, uh, been at the state um, before Pandora Gilboa was at the state last year, put on a great performance. Um, You know, but you look down here and some of these regulars, like uh, Liberty Benton has been down for the last couple of years, but, you know, your your four teams at the top, um, I like Arlington. And and would I be wrong in thinking that – pandora gilboa still could be the best team in that league
1: no i don't i don't think so i mean pg is interesting because obviously they have joe bradick now in his third time around he's at 300 games coached at pg in his three stops but he's always going to bring you that leadership you come off the state run last year they lose a lot offensively and leadership wise from last year drew johnson playing at huntington in indiana is uh it's taken a lot for them to sort of figure it out early in the year. I saw them a couple of times in person, and they obviously they're not the juggernaut they were a year ago, but they're still pretty good. I mean, 10 and 6 in that top half of the BBC. It's interesting what you mentioned about the top handful. This year, there's a big separation between top and bottom.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look down here. I mean, some of these teams towards the bottom: Van Lu, North Baltimore, Corey Ross, and Arcadia, Liberty Benton, uh, even even Macomb, um, who I don't think is a, is a bad team. They're five and nine overall, four and three in the league. Obviously, they got a a slow start because of the state championship and football. Um, and then Pandora Gilboa, also another team that got a little bit of a late start because of a pretty successful football run. When it's all said and done, do you think that Arlington is the team that wins that league?
1: Yeah, Probably, but keep in mind that Hopewell Loudon has a lot to say about that because mm-hmm. they have Riverdale left, Van Buren has Riverdale left, and those aren't exactly gimme games. Uh, There's The team that I kind of see the most because I'm friends with the coach is Lipsick, and okay. they had a couple of injuries this year that I think – maybe kept them away from being a bigger team. They had their their lead guard got injured and I think they could still maybe have something to say about it, but I don't see how that league doesn't come down to Arlington.
0: You look at, um, you look at Arlington's four losses, uh, Pandora Gilboa by four, uh, a very good Bluffton team by seven out of the Northwest conference, Wayne Trace, by three and then obviously Convoy Crestview is really good they lost to them by nine so four losses by nine points or less um kind of gives you the idea that um uh, Arlington could be the team at the end but like you said Hopewell Loudon's still gonna um uh, have a lot to say about this. So it'll be interesting with three teams tied at seven and one to see how this finishes out in the Blanchard Valley Conference. And I actually uh,
1: have that Lipsick-Arlington game on the 21st too. So that's even more kind of at Lipsick. Uh, that's not historically an easy play to, place to win. It's a good crowd. It'll be a good Thursday night to finish off the regular season.
0: Now you mentioned the lead guard for Lipsick. Um, I've got Dylan Schroeder here at 15 a little bit over 15 points per game who is the who is the the gentleman that you're referring to i knew you're going to ask that
1: because his name just slipped my mind and chris is going to be mad at me when i forgot his name (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the younger they they have a couple of younger kids uh that uh chris has really just kind of been waiting on to develop and his name just totally slipped my mind
0: and he does a great job at um lepsich there uh, they were at the state back in, i believe 2013
1: yeah the year that vasj masqueraded as a d4 team (laughs) yes
0: yes that was a uh that was quite a juggernaut there uh, vasj but if you
1: remember right carlton Bragg, who ends up at kansas kind of uh gets himself into an odd situation in that game he gets in foul trouble At one point and lipstick is in that game for a good portion of it uh, until about early in the fourth quarter and then the five d1 caliber guys in the front line just kind of took over yeah that's
0: uh that's gonna be a problem uh, especially at the division four level I thought um, lipstick had a a great game in that game the 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 guard's name is eluding me right now that was on that team uh I think he was their leading scorer but he was a really, really tough kid. Um, impressed me in that game.
1: There were um, a lot of them.
0: Yeah. A lot of the same names, too, uh, when it comes to last names at those schools. It makes uh, it easier to
1: call those games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's move um, to a league that is pretty familiar around the state of Ohio. And maybe you know more so for football um, and their prowess on the gridiron, but The Midwest Athletic League, um, known around the state as simply the MAC, Or um, or
1: the Midwest Athletic Conference.
0: Or the Midwest Athletic Conference. Um, Right now, you know, football, obviously, they they came up empty this year in the state football finals, which is very unusual. Um, They were there, uh, but did not get the job done this year. Marion Local won the D4 state, football, or state basketball title uh, a year ago, upsetting um, Cornerstone Christian in overtime in a fantastic game. Um, this year in the Midwest Athletic Conference, we've got kind of a, a, a mix up there at the top with St. Henry at 14-3, 5-1 in the league. Marion Local 11-5, 5-1 and five, five and in the league. Delphi Saint John is at twelve and six, four and two in the league. Minster is at eleven and six, four and two in the league, and then um, you got Coldwater, a team that I think could be a potential sleeper at nine and eight, four and two in the league, and Versailles at ten and eight, four and three in the league. Versailles coming off a game where they held a pretty big lead against once beaten Anna. Uh, they were not able to seal the deal there, but how do you see this league uh? playing it looks like you know a lot of teams in the mix here
1: well it's interesting too because a couple of those matchups i've seen already with uh Henry, american marion local minster Coldwater. water uh, a lot of those teams kind of they get that late start but Coldwater is the one like you said that really fascinates me and i've seen them five times in person this year and i love cold frilling Coldwater. Uh, Marcus Bruns is a terrific guard, great leader for that team, but I don't, they haven't figured out their identity yet. And that sounds weird 16 games into the season, but they're fascinating in that they could go a long way or be out early because <laughs> they're right now still kind of ebb and flow trying to figure things out. Saw them against Minster. That was a heck of a game. Minster is another one. They get that uh, kind of crushing defeat against Crestview up flying to the hoop where they couldn't do anything right in the second quarter. And then I saw them four or five days later, and they look as confident as possibly could be. You get a 6'9 kid in the post and Jared Schultz. You're able to hit shots on the outside. They've got terrific guard play. They're great defensively. But historically, I don't bet against St. Henry. Because Eric Rosenbeck, in this league, is able to get a lot of things. I don't know if it's because they're in everybody's head or what, but Marion is another one. They start slow. They get the Brun shot for three at fly under the hoop for the win. They take on St. Henry and lose earlier on in the year at the AAA Holiday Classic in Coldwater. There's a lot that's going to be settled between those top five teams in the next week or two.
0: A couple things you mentioned, um, I just want to piggyback of Coldwater, I absolutely agree with you on a team that could go far <laughs> or could be gone early. Um, you know, I, when I told you the other day, I queued him up on film and I was thinking to myself, how in the world, um, you know, with Bruns and the, the way Frilling shoots the ball and, um, and the winnings and, and Schwederman and Blassingame and, and Meyer, Miller, and I'm thinking to myself, Man, how did this team lose eight games? And um, you know, you look at their scores, and a lot of those games are close uh, with under ten points. So, like you said, could be uh, could be out early. Could be a team that uh, that makes a deep tournament run. And, and the other team that you mentioned, St. Henry, Eric Rosenbeck, You're absolutely right. Twelve and three, four and one in the league. Um, they graduate four of their better kids from last year's team, and I believe they won close to 20 games, or maybe they did win over 20 games last year, I mean, I don't know how he does it uh, in a a league that that, that is that difficult.
1: Well, and it's crazy, too, because, you know, it's not exactly like, he's not a flashy guy. They don't play a flashy system. You know, I had a game last year where they came out and shot 33s and hit two and got buried at home, but... It's a bad
0: percentage. (laughs) Right.
1: Historically, you don't win a lot of games that way, but... You know, it's also the other way around. They come out and they hit six or seven of those right out of the gate, like WAPOC's doing to people right now. And, oh, we're down 20. Well, again, historically, Eric Rosenbeck led teams are not going to blow a 20-point lead. They split with Marion Local and that was a weird thing, where they play in the last game of 2018, the first game six days later in 2019. Uh, they flip those two losses, lose by five, win by five. They, those, to me, I don't know if you want to say are the most solid teams in terms of being at five and one, but those are the two ones that everybody's looking at in Marion and St. Henry.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing about Minster is, you know, they've, they've kind of been streaky this year. They win their first three, they lose their next three, they win their next four, um, they have some really good wins on their resume. You talked about the flying to the hoop game. They were kind of up against it that day with the way Convoy shot the ball uh, in the first half. Uh, but I kind of wonder what what happened last Friday night, 66-34 um, losers to Versailles. That, that, that score kind of threw me off a little bit.
1: My understanding is Versailles hit everything.
0: I would have to say, I mean <laughs> – that score was very surprising. Not that Versailles won. I mean, they've by the know, margin. The margin was was significant for. I mean, you look at Versailles's losses, and nothing is even close to that against good teams. So, um, Versailles must have played out of their mind that night.
1: Well, Versailles early kind of puzzled me because opening night they lose to Salina by six at Salina at Fieldhouse, and that was kind of one where. Those two have had back and forth battles from football, from basketball, and I was a little surprised because we thought, okay, maybe maybe we're in on Salina, and then Salina's had two different streaks where they've lost four or more. They sit at five and twelve. I don't know what to make of them, but that's a Versailles team at ten and eight, and kind of similar to. You can make this case, I think, for anybody in the MAC if you have, and obviously a little lower, but you look at the top six, think about the coaches at those top six teams in the Mac. Those are tremendous X and O guys, but they know how to get things done. Eric Rosenbeck, Kurt um You've got uh, Nick Fisher and Travis Swank. Okay. I mean, those are guys, give me them and any five guys. And I feel like we'll do pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, a guy, you know, team that's kind of, in the middle of things there, Delphi St. John's, Aaron Elwer, another uh, fantastic X's and O's guy for the Blue Jays. Um, you're exactly right, though. I mean, those guys, I mean, I thought Marion Local just absolutely chopped up Cornerstone with some of their sets last year uh, at the state tournament. I mean.
1: That and the fact that Tyler Mesher was not losing that game. He, he told was, me that later. He was
0: not. Um,
1: he was and a crowd and also, favorite also, Mike McClure from Minster, too. I don't want to leave him out.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you got a lot of different guys that, that can really get the job done uh, on the sidelines in the Mac. Um, you know, if, if I was a betting man, um, I think Marion local, I, I think they have the best player in the league, uh, and Bruns. And, and I think eventually, um, I would be surprised if they don't find a way to win the uh, Mac. Uh, that's not to say that, that they, they will. Uh, I just, Would find it hard to believe that they don't get it done um, with some of those guys that they had returning from last year I know they lost a lot um, off that team but uh, Bruns I still think he's the best guy in the league and I look for them to eventually win this
1: well probably the most fascinating matchup for them that's left in terms of their conference they go to Coldwater again on the 15th that's a big one yeah, that's a matchup to circle there. Yeah, there's uh, there's not many not many off nights. When you look at the MAC, you talk about you know we uh, I know when we were putting the schedule together for uh, WKKI, we talked about how you know one or two losses. If if you get one, you might have a chance, but if you get two, you're done. And St. Henry doesn't have an easy way to finish off their regular season they're home taking on St. John's right. A week after they play Minster. So that conference has uh, a lot of, it's neat how it works out. That conference has a lot of games and a lot of standing jets to be determined.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at, um, you look at a team that we haven't even mentioned in that league um, for recovery. I mean, you, you put them in some of uh, some of the other leagues uh, around the smaller leagues around the state of Ohio, and, and they would be at the top of the list.
1: Oh, for sure. They've just had the misfortune. I mean, look who they play in a span of about seven days. They were home for Coldwater, at Fort Loramie, at Marion Local.
0: Yeah, yeah, not not exactly an easy path there. Those are three outstanding <laughs> teams, not only outstanding teams, but outstanding coach teams
1: and they got they they got uh screwed on the schedule i think this year too
0: at st john's
1: at wapak and that was a night where wapak seemingly could do no wrong and it just that's not going to be helpful
0: (laughs) no no well let's uh let's move here to the uh northwest conference which to me is pretty much um a four-team race, uh, Convoy Crestview, uh, Columbus Grove, who's the only team that does not have a loss in the league yet. Convoy Crestview had an early two-point loss to Bluffton, which ironically is the last time they lost. Uh, Van Wert Lincolnview, who Crestview kind of took apart last Friday. And then the aforementioned Bluffton, who, um, if you're thinking about a team for next year, this is a junior laden team, uh, Bluffton. So keep an eye on those guys for next year. Also in that mix is Paulding, who is 30 and two in the league as well. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Convoy Crestview is not the best team in this league. Um, to be honest with you, I think they're the best team in the state in division four. Uh, so Columbus Grove is interesting, though. They have two guys, um, two sophomores that are a big part of what they do. H- how do you see this Northwest Conference?
1: Friday, February 22nd. <laughs> Columbus Grove at Crestview.
0: Yes, absolutely.